you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. I'm pretty sure that we've all experienced, at one point or another, an incident where we felt wronged by another person. And when we weren't able to do anything about it, I'm sure we've all, at one point or another, have wished misfortune upon them. One simple and very relatable example could be when we're driving on the road. If you've ever been on the road driving and suddenly you got cut off by someone to the point where you almost felt you could have crashed because of them, I'm sure you've either cursed at them or at the very least imagined a cop turning on their sirens to pull them over for speeding and cutting you off that way. Now that would feel like justice, and it would also feel very satisfying, because they would have gotten what they quote-unquote deserved. But as we all know, that doesn't usually happen. Or let's say you're at a store, and you get really horrible customer service. And there's nothing you can do about it because either the manager's not available or they are the manager and they get away with treating you that way. So at that point, I'm sure most of us would feel like, man, I wish they'd get in trouble for it. Actually wishing misfortune to fall upon them. And there are tons of other examples like that that we could go over, as I'm sure we each have our own. The point I'm trying to make is that there are people out there who have absolutely no problem with wishing misfortune upon others who have wronged them. Now that would consist of them performing baneful magic. And baneful magic is practiced with the intention to harm other people and or other beings. But baneful magic is not a new thing. It's been around since ancient times. In ancient civilizations, people would call upon these ancient gods to rain down and or draw down the power of their wrath upon their enemies. So that's baneful magic in a nutshell. It's the magical workings that are practiced with the intention of wanting to cause harm to others. Jinxes, hexes, and curses are all part of baneful magic 
they have very similar outcomes, but the extent varies depending on the magical form that you use. Think about it as a scale, with a jinx being the less severe form to hexes and curses being the most severe form of baneful magic. A jinx is a lesser form of a hex. It's a minor enchantment that's temporary, that brings about bad luck and or inconveniences rather than significant harm. So for example, you could cause someone to be late to work. You can cause someone's car to break down, or you can even cause someone to trip, to get locked out out of their apartment and or home, to forget their keys and or wallet, etc. They are petty, but inconveniences nonetheless. And the funny thing about jinxes is they can be done on purpose, with intention, or inadvertently. Who knows how many times we've been the cause of someone's jinx? For the most part, jinxes usually go away on their own, and they're very short-lived. Maybe about a few days or so. A hex is a less severe form of a curse, and it's also more specific in its intended effects. It is a spell, and by that I mean the setting of your will and intention, that's usually directed towards an individual and or a target, which is of course done to cause harm and or evil in a specific area of life of that individual. Because, of course, you can affect someone's physical state, mental state, and or emotional state. You know, think about bruises, scratches, broken bones, and or a sprained ankle, if you're going to talk about the physical state. And for the mental state, you can cause them to experience nightmares. To the point where they are sleep-deprived, affecting their mental state... And of course, for the emotional state, you can always cause heartache. Now, curses. That is a very severe form of baneful magic. And they are very long-lasting. They can last anywhere from a few years to someone's entire life, and even beyond that, through generations. They can be directed towards individuals, communities, whole bloodlines, and entire regions. And they can be placed on people, places, and or objects. And I know that to some of us, realizing that we have this power can seem empowering and cool. And we may, be, we may even be excited to go ahead and test it out on people who we think have wronged us and who we think may, quote unquote, deserve it. But before we do, there are a few things we should take into consideration. In magic, 
intention, will, and emotion are vital. With that being said, before we go on to hex or curse someone, we must realize, acknowledge, and accept that our desire to do so is because of an emotional reaction, which doesn't invalidate it, but we should really stop and think about what we are about to do. Does this individual really deserve what I'm about to do? You know, just because they looked at me the wrong way on a day when I was in a really, really bad mood. Do they really deserve for me to curse them and their entire generation to come? Or a really, really common one, just because someone cheated. Do they really deserve to become infertile? Think about your emotions. It's not easy. Other things to consider are the consequences and the effects it can have on you. I'm not necessarily talking about karma and the rule of three coming back to you. We'll get to that in a second. What I mean is, what if that targeted individual becomes a better person because of all the hardships they had to go through? What if they evolve and grow from it and in the end are better off because of it? What if that upsets you and causes you to become angry? That's something that you'll have to make peace with. You'll have to be okay with how they choose to respond to it and the consequences. But let's talk about karma and the threefold law really quickly. First of all, the threefold law comes from Wicca. It's Wiccan philosophy. Do no harm, and whatever you put out will come back times three. It's a man-made concept. It's like saying concepts in the Islamic culture and or religion are going to apply to your prayers and your faith if you're not Muslim. Karma is a Hindu philosophy, and unless you're practicing Hindu, karma's probably not going to apply to you the way that you think it does. Now, if you're worried about bad energy or negativity coming back to you, well, then you're afraid of your own power. Either you're afraid that it's not good enough and or that it's too strong, but either way, you're not embracing it. It can always backfire. That's something you'll have to accept. And if it does, it's not so much karma and or the threefold law that got you. It was user error. <laughs> it was a practitioner not knowing how to approach and or handle their magic appropriately. Because you see, another thing you have to take into consideration 
is protection. First and foremost, protection for yourself, of course, whether that would be through a white candle and or a black candle, sigils, wards, but also the protection that the other individual has in place. Most times, we can't know for sure what kind of spiritual protection they have. Even if that person isn't magically inclined and or religious. Because that other individual may have family members who are constantly praying for them, for example. And if they are practitioners of magic, what if they have something as simple as a return to sender spell? That basically means whatever is being thrown on to them, whether it be blessings and or hexes and or curses, is going to bounce off and be returned to the sender. Also, aside from protection, another thing we should keep in mind is that hexing and cursing is hard. It's difficult. They take up a lot of your time and a lot of your energy because it involves a lot of planning, a lot of researching, and intuition. You are creating an intent using everything you've got, everything physically, mentally, and above all, emotionally. You are going to be exhausted for days. Because, you see, on an emotional spectrum, there are degrees of intense energy. I would say anger and wrath are a very primal and a very animalistic and a very intense emotion, if not one of the most intense emotions. Of course, there is love, but this is baneful magic that we are talking about. And these emotions that we would normally suppress, push down, ignore, and or cleanse ourselves to be rid of can be used. And sure, you can transmute that energy. But again, we're talking about baneful magic. So in this case, instead of letting all of your anger, all of your hatred, and all of your wrath consume you and eat you alive, you can use it as a weapon and or a tool. And whenever you practice and or perform magical operations, you should respect the craft. In this sense, also keep in mind that you are inviting chaos and destruction into your space whenever you're performing any of these spells and or rituals. So I'll say it again. This is why protection is important. It's not as easy as to say, oh, let me just go hex this person and or curse this person. No. There is a lot that goes into consideration before doing this type of work. 
And that's why some people will say, oh, well, I am a love and light type of practitioner. Instead of hexing and or cursing people, I'm just going to bless everyone else around them. And they seriously think they found a loophole. But if you seriously stop and think about it, you'll realize it's not. And you'll see it's actually more of a passive-aggressive type of baneful magic. It's still baneful because your intention is for that other person and or individual to feel less than. And when you get into looking at all the different types and forms of magic, you'll soon realize that there are many common overlaps. Not all magic is pure good, and not all magic is pure evil either. There is a spectrum. There is polarity. Whether or not you're choosing to curse someone who does and or doesn't deserve it makes no difference to me, but it does to you. Because you may regret it, but these are things we learn as practitioners. There is a lot of controversy regarding this topic for obvious reasons. And I did wonder on whether or not I should have done this episode. But I realized that whatever you guys do is of your own will and not mine. But if you're going to do it anyway, I figured I might as well share my findings and perhaps, dare I say, a better way to approach this. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode and that I perhaps gave you a different perspective on Baneful Magic. And before we go, a quick shout out to Moni, who actually gifted me a book by Dolores Cannon called Jesus and the Essenes, or Essenes, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but it does look like an interesting read. So thank you very much for that, Moni. And of course, if you guys have any questions or if there is any feedback or if there's simply anything that you just feel like sharing with me, you can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com and or you can also friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and or on TikTok, it's the same handle, lauralavender.mb. Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. Oh, and also one last thing, I got a little carried away with my signing off spiel, but I apologize in advance because for the next two weeks, there aren't going to be any new episodes, and this is because I'm taking some time off to deal with some personal matters at home. And I appreciate your guys' patience and understanding for this. But you guys know I will be back with brand new episodes after my little brief hiatus. But in the meantime, I will still be available through email and or social media, so stay tuned for that.
Okay, now that I got that out of the way, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast by listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.